The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Good afternoon, everybody. Eric France and Andre Salveson. Thanks for tuning in and joining us on a Thursday, a very busy Thursday in sports. A day that has never happened before and may not happen ever again, though eh, you never know these days. Things could like happen like this in the future. Uh, college football, NFL going on today. That's not so unusual. Major League Baseball happening today. Uh, okay, sure, it's that time of year. Tennis, U.S. Open, sure, it happens. But the NBA? No. NHL? No, but all those things are happening at the same time today. They're all happening on this date. MLS doesn't usually happen. Major League Soccer is happening today. Did yes. uh, RSL get a win over uh, LAFC yesterday, I believe? Uh, yes, they did. So is that the playoffs, or are they still in the regular season? Uh, I think they're still in the regular season. Okay. So a lot of things happening today. We, we tried to cover some bases on some of those sports topics last hour. Uh, we'll cover some of the other sports this hour, more notably some things going on in the NFL and uh, Major League Baseball. Um, but uh, one thing to quickly touch on with uh, the NBA in the bubble today, it's the uh, the L.A. Lakers and the Houston Rockets getting ready to tip off at about right now. It's uh, That game will be on TNT. But there's question about if the Rockets will have a full complement of players. Mm. Uh, Daniel House Jr. is under investigation for breaking protocol and letting someone into his room. Now, Rachel Nichols reporting on this and saying that according to sources, the Rockets' entire team had to enter quarantine period on Tuesday due to the potential exposure. Uh, Sources said there appears to be no video connecting House and the woman, only the flagging of her entering and leaving the hotel and the possibility of a door opening and closing to match the timelines. The NBA has informed involved parties that it has circumstantial evidence implicating House. Uh, you know, he has vehemently denied to the league that he engaged in any improper contact with the staffer. Okay. okay. Now, but, it, the, the contact is yeah. with somebody who is in the bubble <laughs> yeah. already and had to clear their own protocols. So, uh, a 10 day quarantine is probably not likely, but there may be something for breaking protocols. Well, if, it, if it's like a five-day quarantine, you might as well send them home. Because this series isn't going seven. I mean, unless I'm crazy, I don't think this series is going seven games. So you might as well just tell them to, hey, pack up your bags and head out. We'll just meet you when we get back to Houston. Um, That's funny. that Again, it, again, there's two sides to every story, right? But you got House saying, no, no, that's not true. I didn't, you know, it's fine. But you're all liars. And then Bay's like, dude, we've got video. Like, we're not stupid. We have cameras. We have evidence. We do our research. And there's no way that they would come out and, and say that they're going to have an investigation pending if they didn't have that evidence. Well, but if he hasn't been proven that he broke protocol, no, it, shouldn't he still play no, until it, but, he's proven? But here's the thing. Did he break protocol, though? What's protocol, Eric? Do not allow anybody from outside the bubble to enter into your room. Well, that's the question. Was she from outside the bubble or was she already okay, working even inside if, the even bubble? Even if she's working inside the bubble, the rule is don't allow anybody that's not supposed to be inside your room inside your room. That is a, that is a rule. 
So whether she's from outside the bubble, whether she's from Africa, or whether she's the dang maid for another player, <laughs> you can't freaking let her inside your room. It's a rule. I don't care if you're getting Magic City chicken wings <laughs> on a recommendation from Lou Williams or whoever the heck it was. Like, you can't do that. Alice Jr. is one of the major contributors for Houston, one of the first guys off the bench for the Rockets. Um, and uh, uh, it, that game is going to be starting here soon. So, hmm, let's see what happens. Uh, again, it'll be on TNT. Uh, let's, let's shift gears to the NFL. They start their season tonight. Also, about a 6.20, 6.30 start on NBC. The Chiefs against the Texans. Houston is a team that's got some, usually has some exciting players and seems to always have potential, but uh, always seems to find a way to self-sabotage themselves Mm -hmm. and not quite hit their their ceiling. Um, Great quarterback. I really like their quarterback. I think they have some good defensive players, but they have made some interesting moves to ship away some of the great talent at wide receiver uh, position. So we'll see how that all comes together. If they were, those were smart decisions or if they really come back to bite them and a lot of hype around the Kansas city chiefs this year. Um, this will be fun to see the NFL get going as uh, really one of the last sports to, uh, to do anything since coronavirus hit. Uh, they've had the benefit of watching and observing all these other leagues try to deal with playing within the the, the current situation, uh, and now we'll see if the NFL can pull it off. Yeah, and the whole like outside the bubble thing, right? Because the NBA was able to do it inside of a bubble, as you mentioned. The MLB has had struggles with it, more due to the fact that players were not abiding by the rules that they were given. And that's another problem we have again, Eric, is that we don't have a bubble to limit these players. Now, that could be a good thing because then they're able to go back home to their families, or that could be a bad thing because then they go to a strip club or a bar or whatever, and who knows what the heck happens. So there's a little bit of give and take here. It's it's really going to be on the players to make sure that they abide by the rules that they've been given. If they can't do that, then we've got an issue. Um, If they can stay within the... The, the confines of the rules of whatever they are um, without a bubble being there, then they should be fine. But again, like you said, it's good to have football back. It's a great matchup to start with, too. I think Deshaun Watson versus Patrick Mahomes is sexy. I don't think the NFL saw Deshaun, Bill O'Brien being as dumb as he is to trade DeAndre Hopkins <laughs> away like that. I, I thought, I mean, probably cussing at him when he did because that was our, you know, opening day matchup. But here we are. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, We'll see if the uh, Chiefs can uh, pick up where they left off. Eric, we haven't had what, – what are you more surprised by in the NFL? No team that's hosted the Super Bowl has been in the Super Bowl that same year. Or we haven't had a back-to-back champion since 2003-04 when the New England Patriots did it. Um, probably that no team has won the Super Bowl who hosts – Whose arena hosts right? the Super Bowl? Yeah. So, like, Indianapolis. That probably New surprises Orleans, me more than anything. Rams. Like, yeah, we've had all these great teams, Dallas Cowboys, and they've never hosted the Super Bowl, or they've never played in the Super Bowl when their cities hosted it that year. Now, even when the when Tampa Bay won the Super Bowl, yeah. uh, it wasn't in Tampa, which is usually a good destination. Yes, absolutely. I. Uh, where's the Super Bowl at this year? Is it in Minnesota? 
now I have to look that up. Man, I'm bad at this. I do this all the time. I ask questions that we just don't know the answer to, and it gets us in trouble. Uh, Super Bowl host, is that what I put? Is it in Las Vegas? No. Uh, Super Bowl will be in Tampa. So maybe. It's possible this year. Maybe. Tom Brady's accomplished everything except play a Super Bowl in uh, the city that uh, is uh, host to their team. So maybe uh, maybe that's a little bit of motivation right there. This is going to be really interesting. I'm actually looking forward to this. Hey, I didn't ask you yesterday, by the way, and I don't think we ever got to it. Who was your MVP pick for the NFL? My preseason MVP? Prediction. Sure, let's do that. Um, boy, it's hard not to pick Patrick Mahomes. Um, yeah. I mean, it could be. There's a couple different guys that it could be, but I think he's going to have a lot of momentum on his side. Yeah, I, and he's and again, he has the weapons too. Yeah, right. He, does. he has all have the a lot of guys around, around him that make Tyreek Hill. He has Travis Kelsey. He has that great offensive line, which I believe um, was in the top five for allowed sacks. And I mean, it helps that Patrick Mahomes is a has the mobility like he does. But yeah, he has all the weapons around him to be an MVP this year, and I think he's actually looking forward to that because you know him and Lamar Jackson were battling for it last year. Lamar yeah. ends up taking it. He took that pretty personal too, so uh, it could be intriguing. I, I actually have Lamar winning it again. I think really, and so and for the opposite reason, right? Because Lamar won the MVP last year, and then his team got bounced out by this. Just, I mean, they ran into a bus saw that was just caught on fire in Tennessee, and so Lebr- Lamar has this uh, unfinished business. I could okay, and he has a vengeance, and he says, "I'm not going to take the MVP, but I'm going to take care of business in the AFC this year as well." That's going to be fun to it watch. It is. It's going to be. It's going to be really. You know. Okay. So here, and here's another question for you: What a conference are you excited for more? The just the so many storylines in the uh, NFC. Tom Brady now in the NFC in the same in the same division as Drew Brees. An open conference, really, because like, is it the Packers? Is it the Saints? Is it the Bucks? You know, the Cowboys was Mike McCarthy. Can he turn that around? Or, Can the 49ers repeat the, yeah, the success they had? Yeah, a year and then prove that it wasn't a fluke; that it was actually real. Russ Wilson, what's going on with Seattle? Can they be in the mix? Or are you excited about the AFC because of the underdog storyline? Again, you have Buffalo, who's up and coming. Cleveland, as Cleveland always does, feels like they they have made the improvements and adjustments that they'll be better. They fired Freddie Kitchens. They got a new coach who's a much better coach as well. Um, which conference are you more excited to see duel it out, AFC or NFC? Um, I'm usually more of an NFC guy. Yeah, and so I think that I'm I'm still leaning more NFC. Yes, I think there's some. New additions and interesting storylines in the NFC. Don't get me wrong; the FC has has its own as well. But I'm I'm a little more intrigued with the NFC this year. I'm with you. So I remember what nine years ago, ten years ago, when the AFC dominated the storylines in the NFL. Right? It was Tom Brady versus the whole entire AFC. You had Ray Lewis on the Baltimore Ravens, who was dueling it out with Tom Brady in the playoffs almost every single time. Um, in 2009, you had Peyton Manning. 
just the storylines and the characters in the AFC were so dang good and it was so darn juicy that you wanted every bit of it. And it's almost entirely flipped now. Like, Tom Brady's in the NFC. Drew Brees is there. Michael Thomas. Le- Leonard Fournette is now playing for the Bucks. Alvin Kamara is over there. That's that's a matchup on week one. That's Aaron week Rogers. one. Aaron Rodgers. Now, how long does he last? Jordan loves his backup. Or is Jordan Love even that good enough? Now is the question. <laughs> yep. Uh, there's just so much going on in the NFC. I'm really intrigued, and I think that is a bigger guess of who's going to come out of it in the NFC than the AFC is. I feel like the AFC is down to two teams, Baltimore and Kansas City. NFC is full, chuck full of candidates who could be uh, possible Super Bowl contending teams. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And In fact, we're going to have a really great matchup on Sunday here on The Fan. Oh, my gosh. Tampa I can't Bay wait for this. at New Orleans. Man, what a great matchup to get and this that's started. At, that's at New Orleans. Is that at right? New Orleans, yes. Hey, so here's the thing, though. The Saints are favored by three and a half right now. So there's no such thing as home field advantage this year. Would you say? Uh, I mean, Tom, I mean, they're going to play in front of like, what, maybe 6,000 fans well, or whatever. I, we talked a little bit about that yesterday with Ethan, just how home home field advantage doesn't mean quite as much in the NFL as it perhaps may have used to because you've got you know, chartered jets and you're always staying in nice hotels. And, uh, the, the, the scheduling of everything is, is different and more sophisticated now. Uh, you've got... Uh, coaches who can communicate directly into the headset of your quarterbacks. So crowd noise doesn't necessarily mean the same. But I, I think there's still something to be said for travel, especially later in the year if you're an outdoor arena and it's 10 degrees outside and you're from the south. Yeah, yeah. I think that does absolutely play into uh, what the what your game is going to be like. But uh, this early in the season, I don't know that, that home field means quite as much. Uh, you know, if you're a domed team, it's the same temperature every time. But um, I think that uh, the the fan thing is, I think what you're alluding to, fans won't be there as much. Um, it'll be quieter, but I think it'll be better than not having fans. Some arenas won't. Like, the, the Raiders will not allow any fans in their games. So... There's well, that's other nothing new. They never are... had fans anyways. <laughs> I don't know about that. But um, I- I'm excited to see the NFL get-, get going. We've got a great matchup that we'll have here on the fan on Sunday afternoon. Uh, just after 2 o'clock, it'll be the uh, Buccaneers at the Saints, and we'll have the full play-by-play here on the fan. Uh, uh, really quickly, if I may, um, with that game, that is going to be a huge step in the direction towards a driver's seat for that division championship. Because if you if Tampa Bay can get the upper hand and beat New Orleans, they get a game at home in Tampa as game two. If you split, if, if New Orleans wins that game, the worst they can do is split with Tampa Bay, which I would believe those are the two teams competing for that NFC South division title. So that's, that's a huge game for both squads. So I don't, I haven't seen what the Fox affiliate here locally is going to do, but um, that game, the Buccaneers and Saints, just like I said, about two twenty is when that one kicks off. Mm-hmm. It'll be shown on Fox, but the Cardinals at Forty ers will also kick off at that same time. So I don't know if locally, if, I, if we're going to be watching the Buccaneers and if the Saints, I turn on my freaking TV, or the Cardinals and the Forty ers If I turn on my freaking TV and find the Cardinals on my TV. I'm going to be pissed. And this is a guy who has Kyler Murray as his quarterback, and I don't care. I want me Brady and Breeze. And if I don't get that, 
DirecTV's receiver is going to have to be replaced because mine's going to be out the window. <laughs> and I'm going to be making some phone calls. That game actually <laughs> will be interesting in other ways to see if that game even happens with all the bad air quality with the oh, fires yeah. all around San Francisco. Yeah, it's true. They're going to play, right? I mean, there's no way they don't. If it's if the air quality is bad, the NFL won't let them play. The NFL is going to let them but play. But as the, the, the readings earlier in the week indicated that it is healthy enough for them to play. Hmm. But have you seen the pictures of San Francisco, though? Uh, I saw a picture of the Giants game last night, and it didn't look good. It, it looks like post-apocalyptic. It's <laughs> orange skies, <laughs> smoke, and haze everywhere. post <laughs> Uh One game that also will be interesting in the opening weekend is the Cowboys at the Rams. Uh, it'll be the new inaugural game for their new arena in L.A., uh, SoFi Stadium. It, it looks beautiful. I mean, it's it's crazy how big that thing is and uh, how it's to be used in multiple ways. But new head coach for the Cowboys, uh, Rams, disappointing season last year, trying to rebound, making some commit more financial commitments that uh, with veteran guys. But one of the other things that will be talked about a lot are some comments that uh, were revealed today um, by uh, the Dallas Cowboys quarterback, Dak Prescott. Did you hear about this? Uh, uh, he had a brother, his older brother, committed suicide. Um, and uh, he, uh, um, he there was a lot of things going on earlier in the year uh, with the coronavirus and uh, being in lockdown and in quarantine and um, he talked about some uh, some of the mental health issues and depression that he's been dealing with in the off season, and he was very open about it. And he said, "Explore." He had emotions that he never felt before. Um, he had held a lot of things in. Uh, of course, he had a a mom that uh, died a few years ago that was uh, had a lot of health problems. So, um, and his uh, his brother did a lot to help with that. It was a big burden on him. So uh, he really was open about some of the emotions that he felt and how hard it was for him. And first of all, I applaud Dak Prescott for being open about this. Uh, Kevin Love came out a few years ago and talked about some of his battles with depression and anxiety. Uh, Kyle Lowry has talked about, excuse me, um, not Kyle Lowry, um, uh, point guard for Brooklyn. Uh, oh, <laughs> Kyrie. Kyrie Irving. Thank you. Sorry. Um, he's talked a little bit about that. Other players, professional athletes, have, have brought this up before. And I applaud them for doing that. Um, here's the problem. We're, we're, these There are people, former players and some uh, prominent media personalities, that are getting after Dak Prescott for coming out and talking about his battles with with uh, you know, mental health and with anxiety and depression. Shame on them. You know, today is World Suicide Awareness Day. Of all days to be bagging on a guy for feeling emotions because he lost a brother to suicide and bagging on him, saying that's not leadership, shame on you. It's ridiculous. It is absolutely embarrassing that in today's day and age that that's still going on. So, 
Um, two things. One, if you don't follow Skip Bayless on Twitter, you understand. Then you then you then you probably should just go look at his like amount of tweets, and you can see this the shtick that he drives consistently. And I mean, when I say consistently, like every single day. The characters are the same that he talks about, but the topics of that character change on a day-to-day basis. And then he just cycles through them after he's finished them. And so when he found this out and Dak announced it, he decided, oh, there's a new turn. Someone created a new turning lane of Dak Prescott, and he claims to be a Cowboys fan. And he drives that like crazy. I'm not like honestly, you look through his stuff. It's either LeBron, Dak, or Damian Lillard for the last 30 shows. That's not a joke. That is dead serious. And now that he got something new to hang his hat on, he went after it. Problem is, is this is not the topic to be going after. This is the wrong way to go about it. And you know what the crazy part is? Is that he will not apologize about it because, Eric, it worked. And he can go on tomorrow's show and say, I had thousands and thousands of people come after me about this. And he'll drive that. He'll drive it that he got all the attention he wanted and that it worked. Uh, 9315 in the media wonders why I get such a bad rap. Shame on them. This is why I love the full court press. You'll never find things like that here. Well, you're right. One, we like our jobs. And, like, the thing is, is they're not going to fire Skip Bayless. Like, as much as I don't, I can't stand the guy, and I, I think his co-host is even worse, Shannon Sharp, they're not going to fire him because they're driving in ratings like crazy. And guess what? Tomorrow, I can tell you this right now, tomorrow their ratings are going to skyrocket. They're going to absolutely skyrocket because they got exactly what they wanted out of it. And shame on them for doing it. You're right. But they're going to skyrocket. Number two, really quickly. Um... What Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott has is, is, is a bummer and, and is so unfortunate, and I, I feel for him. But here's the thing, Eric, that we have friends, right? We, you and I and our wonderful listeners know and of somebody, family, friend, whoever, has something like this and maybe a more serious condition. And for whatever reason, so many people just wave it off. When Kevin Love announced that he had depression, you had every, all sorts of athletes, all sorts of media outlets, all sorts of sports analysts reach out to Kevin Love and say, hey, we love you. Way to go. Be strong. You're going to make it. But what about that friend, he or she, who's going through the exact same thing, and when we have or we hear about it, we're kind of like, okay, well, we hope you get better. Let us know if you need anything, and that's it. This should be a stark reminder for us all that Kevin Love and whoever it is, I'm not, I don't want to say, like, just random names because I don't want to, in case somebody has it, but whoever it is, how come they can't get the same attention and affection and love and care and desire to, and, and the help that Kevin Love and Dak Prescott are getting. What's the difference? What am I missing here? Because these people, and I'm going to be very careful how I phrase this, these people don't have the circle of friendship that Dak has, some don't, most don't, that Dak has, that Kevin Love has. 
And and that's unfortunate. And that's where things need, our world needs to be better. That, hey, I know you're not Kevin Lover. I know you're not Dak Prescott, but you still matter a ton to me. You've always mattered a ton to me. How come they're not hearing that? That's And, and, and you've seen people come out on Twitter and say, hey, I am facing depression. And there's like four or five people who are like, hey, good luck. Hope for the best. You know, you, you'll get through it. But Kevin Love says it and says, Kevin, if you need anything at all, please don't hesitate to let me know. We love you so much. It's kind of interesting, and it's really, really sad. Uh, just uh, from a personal note, if I may. Sure. Um, brother-in-law took his life about a year ago, year and a half ago. Devastating. It affected me and my family for months. So if someone were to come after me and after I had uh, made some comments that, yeah, I struggled with that. It was hard. It was hard on me. It was hard on my family. And if someone came after me for feeling that way, boy, that would have been really hard. Really hard. Because I'm already feeling bad. Like, could I have done something more? You always feel that guilt. What could I have done more so that didn't have to happen? But then if somebody's trying to guilt me for feeling that way, it just makes it worse. So let's, first of all, let's all make a commitment that we don't pay attention to that guy anymore, that Skip guy. I have not watched him or paid attention to him for years. It just showed up in my timeline, and I couldn't avoid it today. But if I could accept my invitation to not follow him tweet at him, like him, or watch his program. It's, it's hurtful, some of the things that he says. It's, it's misguided. Horribly. And it's ignorant. Uh, and I, what I fear is that it's, um, he's, a, he's got willing ignorance. So uh, I, I appreciate what Dak Prescott is talking about. Uh, certainly, we've seen this problem rear its ugly head in our own communities, in one of our own local high schools within the last few weeks. That causes major ripple effects, and you have to be, you have to treat it seriously. So, I don't want to be, you know, detract too much from what's going on in sports because we—that's why we're here to talk about those things. But uh, we can all do better. And I appreciate your comments, IJ. Let's take it seriously. If someone's down, don't just give the you know, superficial, hope you do better. Um, let's, let's, let us be better in reaching out and, and being a friend and a listening ear. And the thing it is... It makes a big difference. Yeah, and, and here's the thing is um, what... This I'm not going to mention his name. What this gentleman said this morning, people are saying, well, it's not horrible because he was just having a differing point of view on it. No, it's bad because the way he phrased it. And if you can't understand that, then you, sir, all or you as an individual also have a major problem. Right. His point was, you're the quarterback. You have to be the leader. You're, you you're America's team. Right. You can't allow yourself to have those emotions. You should be able not, to be numb to that. That's not true. Dak Prescott and is again, not a robot. That reflects exactly to what you just said, that um, what he said was incredibly misguided. 
And then to say, well, people can have a, a differing viewpoint on something. It's just absolutely stupid. Yes, you can have a differing viewpoint on things, sure. But when it comes to depression and someone announcing they have depression and you ridiculing them for having depression because they're a quarterback of an NFL football team and they should be numb and invisible to all such things, even though they're human, and that's okay to say is just absolutely ludicrous. Just ludicrous in my mind. And, um, man... Uh, last comment from Dak Prescott on this issue. We'll leave it with his words, which I think are appropriate. It says, mental health is a huge issue and a real thing in our world right now, especially the world we live in, where everything is viral and everyone was part of the media. You can get on social media and be overcome with emotions and thoughts of other people and allow that to fill in their head when things aren't necessarily true, whether it's getting likes on Instagram or something being viewed or getting bullied or whatever it may be. All those things create emotions and put things in your head about yourself or your situation in life that aren't true. I think it's huge. I think it's huge to talk. I think it's huge to get help, and it saves lives. Close quote. So I applaud Dak Prescott for speaking up. It is a difficult issue. Um, you know what? It's it's hard to talk about. Some people don't want to talk about you know, downer issues. But, man, uh, it's a very real thing. There's a lot of fatigue and anxiety right now with COVID and uncertainty in the world. We got riots. We got fires. We got hurricane strength winds going on in our neighborhoods. Uh, it, there's a lot of fatigue and anxiety. So let's be extra diligent in reaching out and being a listening yeah, and, ear and a helpful friend. And don't go through the motions, right? Don't go through the, hi, how are you doing? What can I do for you? All right, have a good day. Actually care. Like, or be sincere when you when you approach people like that because it, it is a major problem. It's a, it's a disease. It's, it's, a, it's a mental issue. It's a health issue in so many ways. And so be willing to care about them. Hey, before we go to break, too, is it time for break? Do we got a break? It's time for break. Okay, so at break, I want you – to go to Rich Eisen's Twitter account and read his tweets about it. It will make you feel so much better. <laughs> what he said, because that guy does not get on Twitter a lot to tweet about things in regards to someone else saying something, but he shreds Skip apart in so many good ways. And he does it so eloquently and so professionally. It's awesome. So uh, uh, when we come back, let's get back to sports, right? Uh, baseball, Eric, your Cubs, my Braves. Oh, my word. That score last night by the Braves. <laughs> That's what you get when you're down two games to none and you're just really ticked off and you decide to swing the bat. Wow. See what my Braves can do every now and then? Yeah. What uh, is the playoff race looking like? It's spicy right now. We're just a few weeks away from the uh, end of the regular season. We'll talk about that and our pick six coming up next on Full Court Press. It doesn't matter who you root for. The Full Court Press has all the high school sports covered. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. At Rich Eisen. That's what he is on Twitter. Some things that he posted just a few hours ago. Uh, I think you're right, Ajay. These are worth reading, and I will do it on air. Going after Dak for sharing mental depression and doubt publicly and how it affects his ability to effectively lead others says way more about the person who goes after him 
than it does about Dak. I mean, it's such an antiquated view of what's supposedly strong and what's supposedly weak, and it's been shown time and again that reinforcing depression and being open about it as something that's weak is terribly harmful. It's so serious a subject that I broke my rule about tweeting about what this person says because he's the personification of what's wrong with my business. Being heard and discussed is more important than being accurate or, in this case, responsible. I love that he never called them by name. He doesn't deserve that respect. So, like, do you remember when ESPN or when he got the offer from Fox <laughs> and and uh, he was so happy about it and uh, um, and he left and ESPN didn't, like, do a goodbye, didn't do anything like that. Like, Mike Gullick Jr. they did. Trey Wingle they done uh, when Mike or when Greenberg and the Mike and Mike show was done. They did a nice little tribute. When Skip Bayless left, it was crickets. And in fact, Scott Van Pelt took the opening segment of his show that evening and tore into Skip Bayless for about three minutes, calling him overpaid. And, and by the way, did not mention his name once, but called him overpaid, overrated, and egotistical in that segment. Tells you everything you need to know about the individual uh, that we're speaking I think that's all about. true words. And he doesn't deserve any more of our airtime, so let's move on. Uh, Major League Baseball is, you know what, they had some bumps in the road early, but I think they've, they've done a fairly good job of managing some of those issues. And there have been a few tests along the way, positive tests, where guys have been have to held out or games have had to be postponed or made up. But I think, by and large, Major League Baseball has been doing fine with uh, managing their season in the midst of this coronavirus. Uh, we're a couple of months into the season here, and uh, with only a few weeks left of the regular season. Uh, Ajay, this is kind of fun to see in a shortened season how things are playing out and who's doing a better job managing things and who may be in a better position in the stretch run here. Well, that's the thing is now you have less room for error, right? You can't lose. You can't go on a three- or four-game losing streak. And I think you actually mentioned this, Eric. I'm stealing your point because before the season you said this, you can't go on a three- or four-game losing streak and expect to be okay at the end. You have to win the games you're supposed to win. Um, And, like, the NL is just nuts right now. Yeah. The NL is absolutely bonkers. Especially that West Division. Where's the West Division sit? I'm looking for that one. Well, Dodgers are 32-12. and 12. They have the best record in baseball. Uh, the, the Padres are hitting the ball out of the park left and right. They've won eight of their last uh, ten games. They're on a four-game winning streak. Uh, the Giants are 23-21. and 21. They've won five in a row. They have the longest win streak right now in Major League Baseball, and they're, they're trying to creep up and uh, put themselves in a position to maybe get a wild-card opportunity. So um, it, it's uh, – the the Cubs are holding on to their division, though they they look really good at times, and they have some missteps, like losing to the Reds here and there a couple times. So, uh, but the the Braves, let's talk about that Braves game for just a minute. That Do was a football to? score. No, but dude, here's the thing: is that we lost the like we lost the series. <laughs> so it really it was like, yay, great, we scored 29 runs, but we lost the freaking series. Like in the end, no, I don't care because we lost this series and we need the series, man. And right now we're getting beat by the Nationals five to two. It's it's cool, sure, it's fun. Yeah, hey, you scored twenty nine runs. Yeah, 
still lost the series, bro. And he, so here's the thing: when you look is at the any, NL, is there anybody that did not get a hit? I uh, know everybody did. <laughs> I think everybody got a hit. Acuna Junior. went what? Uh, did he have multiple home run game, or was it just uh, he had a solo shot to deep left center? Yeah, he just had that. Just that, that one. It. Yep. So in the NL, Eric, Dodgers, Braves, Cubs, and Padres have all locked up a playoff spot. Pirates and Diamondbacks have been more than less eliminated from contention. That leaves nine spots, or not? That leaves nine teams fighting for four spots in the bottom what half of the bracket, if you want to call it that. That includes the Phillies, Cardinals, Giants, Marlins, and how about the Marlins, by the way? Uh, Brewers who are eighteen and twenty-two. Uh, the Mets, Rockies, Reds. Reds are probably out of it here in just a little bit. Nationals, I, I honestly think, are out of it. Um, those are the teams. So four spots left, and I'd say one, two, three of those teams are serious contenders that will, that will get into the playoffs. That'd be the Phillies, Cardinals, and Giants. I think the Marlins are a joke. I don't think the Brewers have a chance. I think the Mets are going to fall apart like the Mets usually do. But it's going to be a competitive NL playoff. Like, honestly, and I think we've seen this. How many years did we see this? Like, where you had a wild card team make a run through the playoff and end up winning the World Series. Giants did it, and the Cardinals did it, both NL uh, teams. Yeah, it's happened. I don't know when the last time we had an AL wild card team run the gauntlet, and win the World Series. I can't remember the last time when that happened. Usually it's been the top dog, been in the World Series, at least one of the top three teams. And the AL is pretty much clear, cut, and dry, isn't it? Am I mistaken on that, Eric? Well, if the playoffs started today, uh, the Rays would be number one in the American League. Let's start in the American League. The uh, Rays would be number one? Rays would be number one. Oh, good for them. Athletics, followed by the Athletics, the White Sox, the Indians. Blue Jays, Astros, Twins, and Yankees. Just the way that the standings would work. So wait, would the Rays play the Yankees then? Yes. They would? That would be a great series. <laughs> yes, give me that. Hey, is it a, is it a five-game series or seven-game series? How do they do it now? Best of three. So, yeah, five-game series. Wait, best of three? Then it's a three-game oh, series. Oh, sorry, best of three would be a three-game series. Yeah, my bad. I'm thinking first to three wins, but no. Best of three would be a three So game. first to two. Yeah, first to two. So, uh, and then it, so, wait, so it would be the Rays, Yankees, and who? Rays, Yankees. Okay, I, I got the Rays, maybe. Yankees Athletics, maybe. Twins. I, I want the A's. Just give me one year where I'm alive where the A's are in the World Series, please. White uh, Sox, Astros. Oh, geez, Astros are going to wipe those guys. Uh, those White Sox bats are just crushing the ball. That's true. Uh, Indians, Blue Jays. Oh, that'd be an even. I like that That's one. That's an interesting one there. I like that one. Uh, in is the that National the, is League, that four, sorry, is that four or five? That's four or five. Okay. In the National League, okay. Dodgers would be number one, okay. of course. Braves number two. Cubs number three. Oh, who's seventh? Padres fourth. Oh, Phillies please five. Cubs seventh. Please Cubs. Cardinals sixth. Giants no. seventh. Marlins eighth. <laughs> no. So you'd have Dodgers, Marlins. <laughs> Braves, Giants, no. Cubs, Cardinals. That's a great historic rivalry. No. And Padres and Phillies. Okay, as a Braves guy, the two teams I want to avoid in the first round are the Giants and the Cardinals. Give me the Phillies, Marlins, or Padres. Please help me avoid the 
the Giants or the Cardinals. I don't know why, but every time we play the Giants, everything goes wrong. <laughs> I, the one year we played them in 2011 or 12, like our shortstop committed four errors in one game. When we were up three, we lost that game by three. We had uh, two injuries, one to our outfielder, one I think to our, to our catcher as well. Like it, it, everything goes wrong when you play the Giants and the Cardinals. Just we saw what happened last year when they had like they scored like fourteen runs in one inning or whatever that was, and we won't talk about it ever again. Just oh, please somebody other than the Giants. Give me the Marlins. So who do you think's positioned best to find themselves into the into the World Series as of right now? Dodgers. Like Mookie Betts has upgraded an already powerful lineup to, like, Hulkamania. For me, the question isn't so much, do I think the Dodgers are going to be there? I think they, they will. I think they're likely to be the team that makes it to the World Series. But do they have the right kind of stuff to actually win it this year? They've had great teams for the last several years, but they just fade. The The pitching doesn't hold through. And, okay. Uh, the, you know, the bats don't always... Uphold either. I don't think the Phillies are real. I think they're going to be in the playoffs, but I think the Padres could take care of I mean, that is a good 4-5 matchup. I think the Padres would still win that series. cubs Cardinals, as you mentioned, would be really good. That's a classic rivalry, too. That is delicious in every way possible. Yeah, I, I mean... I think it's the Dodgers in the in the National League. I don't think there's... Really much question about that. Uh, they are better. I think they are deeper this year. Uh, I think they've kind of addressed some of their problems. Mookie Betts makes a huge addition for them. But the real question for me is, is the American League. It's not as clear, cut, and dry. No, not even close, right? Could it be the upstart White Sox? Is it going to be Tampa? Can they... So sustain what, so their wait, runs. What's, what's going on with the White Sox? Because the last time I remembered, they'd had okay hitting, but they had horrible pitching and not great defense. Is it just the hitting alone that's got vaulted them to the three spot? I mean, why are they so good all of a sudden? Look, they have scored more runs than anybody in the American League. Wow. They've scored 230 runs. Do you like... That matchup, as if you're a White Sox guy, do you like that matchup versus the Astros, or does that scare you a tad bit? Uh, the White Sox would face Astros. The Astros? No, that can't be right. Yeah, three versus six. Oh yeah, you're right. That's what you said, right? Sorry, yep, yep, you're right. My bad. Yeah, White Sox Astros. Do you like that matchup if you're a White Sox guy, or you're like, please, anybody but the Astros? No, nah, I'd like that because the the Astros are fake good. Oh yeah. They haven't been nearly as dominant or <laughs> as strong. For obvious reasons. Yeah. Do you think it's the athletics year? Man, I mean, why we, not? I mean, those poor guys have been through so much heck. I mean, look, they have the benefit of being the only game in town now. Yeah. That's the true. Golden State Warriors moved to San Francisco. <laughs> the true. Raiders moved to Las Vegas. They are the only game in town. Does that make a, a big difference? Probably not. But they're playing some solid baseball. Bigger, they're on top of their division right now. What's a more likely upset? Yankees beating the Rays or the Giants beating the Braves? Which is more likely? Yeah. 
Yankees beating the Rays. Man, you're so optimistic. I'm terrified about that Giants matchup. I, I do see the Yankees giving the Rays a lot of trouble, though. I mean, they got a lineup. That's How are the Yankees in eighth in this dang thing? Uh, Garrett Cole is not really pitching that great. He has not, his last four times on the mound, he has not won. So, as deep as they are and as much as they have in their bullpen, they're really not playing that great. Have they not been hitting either then? Not really, Because this no. is odd. Like, to see them have to face the number one Rays. Hey, what's those two records, by the way, Rays? And, I mean, how far off is Rays that? are 28 and 15. The Yankees are 22 and 21. Holy crap. So, it is a ways off. All right. Wow. Uh, Indians-Blue Jays. That, that's a 50-50 toss-up, right? I mean, we're... Indians are 26 and 17. Blue Jays, 24 and 19. Indians got a good bullpen. I think bullpen. the Blue Jays uh, probably have a little more offensive firepower. Yeah, they, they have the boom, but I like the Indians' bullpen, but too. The, yes, so the Indians, I think, are probably better on the mound. Oh, please, athletics. I'm just, for once, you deserve something good. I just want to see them in the World Series. I, I, what the I athletics, want to see is the athletics in the World Series. The A's have... At least in the American League, um, only only the Indians have allowed fewer runs. Wow, jeez! And they're still the number two seed right now, huh? Yes, as it stands That's right incredible. now. That's uh, incredible. Really quickly, uh, Padres, contender or pretender? Ooh, boy, they've been fun during yeah, the regular season. The question oh, is, that, that youth and excitement, can it really continue in the postseason? I mean, it's going to be so different this year. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Yep, I'm with you. Right, over the course of a regular 162-game season, maybe that fades. But in a shortened season, they may be able to keep it going. Huh. Oh, that'll be a fun series, Padres and Phillies, if it holds true like that. All right, we've got to take a step aside. When we come back, our pick six, the six things we think might happen this weekend. Stick around. Northern Utah and Southern Idaho's home for sports. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric France and Andre Salveson, the pick six time. Six things we think might happen this weekend. We always love to have you play along. I think we should suspend this event until you've given me something. <laughs> I I keep forgetting to get your prize. I, I never for- think of it until we're in the middle of a show. I keep forgetting. Huh. Interesting. Okay, so since you won last week, I'll let you go first. All right. Uh, hey, really interesting, fun game tomorrow night. Game seven between Boston and Toronto. Both teams have went off. Kyle Lowry. No, excuse me. Sorry, sorry. Fred Van Fleet. Three and a half three-pointers over under. Tomorrow night in game seven. Uh, three and a half? Yep. Um, I'm going to take the over. Yeah, it's too easy. I took the over as well. That's a good number. I'm going to take the over. Okay. You want me to go or do you want to go again or how do we want to do this? Sorry. Go for it. Well, I don't care. It's your call. You won the last couple of weeks, so you're you're the boss on this one. <laughs> uh, let's, okay, so um, this is really bad, but 
Missouri State at Oklahoma, 5 p.m. Saturday night. Oklahoma scores 45.5 points over under. Oklahoma scores 45.5 points. Yep. That's a lot of points, uh, but it's Missouri State. Um, I'm going to take the... I'm going to take the under. Okay. I'll take the over. You're going to win that one. Okay. Uh, and then finally, Brady versus Breeze. 575 and a half yards combined passing over under. Sorry, how many yards? 500. I'm actually going to choose that. 555 and a half passing yards combined the two. Ooh. Well, that's, that's Someone's going to have to have a 300 passing yard game. That's juicy. Um... It's possible. I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take the over. Okay, I've got uh, high school football. Skyview and Green Canyon face each other Friday at Green Canyon. I'm going to take Skyview by nine and a half points at the line. Do you go over or under? Woo! Over? I am also going to take the over. Uh, To the NFL, Cowboys are going to be at the Rams. Cowboys by three and a half. (laughs) Over. I'm going to take the under. Okay, and then the last one, uh, number 14, Texas versus UTEP. The line is set at Texas by 43. (laughs) You take the over or the under? Over. It's UTEP. Um, (laughs) I'm going to take... I'm going to take the under. That's just a lot of points in the spread. All right. Uh, we'll, we'll type these up. We'll share them on social media. Feel free to play along. Always love to hear uh, and see your thoughts on these things, that the things we think might happen this week. Tomorrow we'll remind you of what's going on with high school football. Don't forget to go to cvpickem.com. Make your selections. Make your picks. And if you get the most right, you could win $100 in gift certificates to Johnny O. Spudnuts. So the CV Pick'em Contest brought to you by The Logo Shop. Go check it out.